You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hey, what's up, Impact? How's everybody feeling tonight? Woo, 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 woo! Guys, y'all go ahead and take a seat. Hey, I love this. All the high schoolers came up front to bounce and get hyped during the music. Now you guys are going back to chill. That's what's up. Everybody feeling good tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, baby. Okay. Hey, my sixth graders, how are y'all doing this evening? Good, good. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm really excited to talk with y'all. Hey, middle schoolers in this area right here, um, with Blake and with everybody. Yeah, Chase, you're not wearing a Duke shirt. Okay. I know. Hey, guys, can y'all do me a favor? Can you guys be like the model students and citizens and Americans tonight? Can y'all do that for me? All right. Because, hey, we got a lot of high schoolers in this room, and we got a lot of leaders in this room, and I don't want to have to ask them to come and sit with you guys. Is that cool? Okay. That's a great point, man. I appreciate that. Do me a favor, though. You guys all good? Okay. Thank you. Hey, guys, we're excited for tonight. We're talking about something uh, that's a little bit different, so I'm excited to kind of challenge you guys with that. But first, my high schoolers, if you guys went to Skate World this past Sunday... Yeah, we had a little unplugged action, okay? It was a blast. We went. We had Bojangles, uh, Cajun fries, mac and cheese. Some of y'all were even eating, like, mac and cheese, like, just straight up from, like, the carton in the tray at the end of the night. So, hey, can we get some of those pictures going here for the, for the skate night? Yeah, okay. It was 80s style, okay, 80s style. So keep, let's keep checking these out. Here's some of our leaders. Right. No, that's 80s, man. Here they are. Look at that happy couple. That's what I'm talking about. Here are a couple more of them. Wonderful. Yes. I don't know who that leprechaun is. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, okay. Aww. She was actually like holding me up because I was falling. But some speed skaters here. They're really tearing it up, right? And we got a couple more. Oh, I think they think they're in the Olympics. Carson and Dylan there are really trying to get some speed. I like it. Oh, they're the, they're the 80s costumes. That's very nice. And there's a final one with the leaders. Hey, high schoolers, thank you guys for coming out. Um, if you were not able to come or didn't dress up for that, and you're like, man, I really wish I would have dressed up like somebody from the 1980s because that's really cool and fun. I dropped the ball. Who wouldn't want to wear, like, one of these cool outfits? Guess what? Two weeks from tonight, guys, we have a sports night for y'all. Right here at Impact, not just high schoolers, middle schoolers, stay with me. It's for all of us, okay? So what we want you guys to do is dress up. Okay. Uh, can we get a couple high schoolers to come and sit up here with these guys? Can we get a couple? Yeah, come on, Kyle. Come, come on for us. Thank you very much. Okay. Can you be sure they're kind of focused for me? Thank you very much. Hey, guys, it's a sports night for everybody, okay? So come dressed up. We actually have an example. If you don't really know what to wear or what to dress as, we got our man Luke Branham, who's going to come out here real quick for us. Guys, give it up for Luke real quick. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I wouldn't consider myself an example, but uh, next, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that, let's, let's try to get every single person a jersey, Borrow it from somebody. Let's let's really let's really go all out with it. We'll get a big group pick. 
What, what could the hashtag be for that? Hashtag uh, Jersey Life. Jersey Life. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, come. If you want to dress up like Luke, give it up for Luke real quick. Thank you, Luke. We appreciate it. I got really bad news. Luke told me that he ordered a Duke jersey today, which is devastating, man. I know, I hate that, okay? But guys, two weeks from tonight, because next week is our small group experience. Now tonight, though, because we're talking about two weeks down the road, I want to talk about right now. And my question for y'all is, here we go, let's pop it up on stage. What is something, okay, in your life, don't shout it out yet, hold on to it, what's something in your life that you think that you cannot live without? Hold on, think for a second. Something that you wake up in the morning, you got to have this. Middle of the day, you got to have it. At night, this is something so important to you. Something that you absolutely, positively have to have. On the count of three, I want, I want you guys to tell me what it is. One, two, three. That's, that is glorious. Okay, so I got a lot of great stuff here. Um, I think somebody said their mom, which was very sweet. That's very nice of you, man. I think some of you guys also said uh, maybe like a relationship, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You're like, see, I told you, babe, I was actually listening during the dating series, right? You before me, see, and that's nice, right? I have a survey for you guys, though. Okay, the top ten things. Hey, Blake, come here, man. Come here. Come here. Come on, get up here. <clears throat> all right, come here, Blake. I got a question for you, man. I love you to death. You help us all the time with stuff here. But what, what you guys talking about over there is so important? Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite, okay. You know what? You're actually going to get away with it because that is one of our survey here. So, Blake, help me out with something. You ready? Okay, so Blake is going to read the top ten thing that teenage girls said that they cannot live without. You guys ready? Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Blake, you're going to read this one right here, starting from ten down to the bottom. Now, you're not a, you're, are, are you on the same track as these teenage girls, like things you can't live without? <laughs> okay, Blake, what's... Okay, here. All right, go, go through them for me. What's, uh, read them out, number 10, number 9, all of them. All right, number 10 is reality TV. Nine is hair straighteners. Number eight, here, I'll hold that for you. Number eight is headphones. Number seven is sleep. Number six is social media. Number five is music. Number four is warm hoodie. Number three is, I can't read, the boys. Never mind, I can't read that. <laughs> Number two is friends, and number one is cell phone. All right, Blake. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I'll let you do that. Hey, girls, do you all agree with that? Okay, well, it's a survey from amiright.com, and that's what the top ten was for teenage girls. So you all think about that. Now, hey, fellas, we didn't have top ten things. We had five things, so whatever. But Blake's going to read our five things for us. This is like so me, but whatever. Um, number five is shoes. Number four is a girlfriend. Number number three, I think that's, is this a guitar? I can't read. 
Guitar or sports? Number two is video games, Xbox, Fortnite. Yeah. Number one is phone. All right, guys, give it up for Blake one time. Blake, thank you, man. Okay. So, guys, I don't know where y'all are on, on that list of top ten or top five, right? But tonight, okay, if you're here and it's your first time, Thank y'all for coming. We're so excited to have you. If you're here and you're not sure yet about this whole Jesus thing and this church thing, I'm kind of here just going through the motions. Hey, thank you for coming from practice or with your friend or your parent dropped you off, whatever it was. We're excited to have you here. But what we really and truly honestly believe is that even if you're not sure about Jesus yet, you still probably have one of those things on those lists where you say, man, I have to live with this thing. I cannot go a day without it. And Christians, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, Hey, man, what we're going to talk about tonight is spot on for you, right? Because a lot of times our problem with identity is this. If we're not careful, our identity can actually be found in something that we cannot live without. So it could be in, I don't know about hair straighteners, but it could be in social media. Yeah, it could be in boys. could be in friends. could be in video games, Fortnite. Right, Our clothes, our appearance, what we look like. Guys, if we're not careful, our whole identity and who we are is no longer in Jesus. right, Christians, because that's what it's supposed to be. right. Instead, our identity might actually be in one of these things. And our goal for you, if you're a follower of Christ, hey, we got to clean some stuff up. So we're excited to talk to you guys about that tonight. Again, if you're not sure yet about Jesus, hang in, have fun, relax. But I bet you, you can relate with something on that list. Now tonight, we are going to take a stab at something known as fasting. You guys heard of fasting before? Yes, a lot of us. Great. So for me, when I was growing up, my only experience with fasting was two different things. I'm going to scoot this over for a minute. First thing... My experience with fasting was I was in high school, I was in Young Life, and my small group, what we actually did, one day we decided to fast and not eat breakfast, not eat lunch, and then go like at 9 or 10 o'clock, and what we were going to do was go to IHOP, because they had all-you-can-eat pancakes. So we said, let's see how many pancakes we can eat, and I was really disappointed, because I got like second or third, I only ate 15, and this guy quit. Read ate like 24 and 1, and I was, I was like, I'm never fasting again. I'm over this, right? I, I was all confused about this idea for fasting. Another time that I really uh, experienced fasting was in my church. I went to a, a Methodist church growing up, and we practiced this thing known as Lent. Has anybody heard of Lent before? Some of us? Great. So what Lent is, guys, it is something that a lot of churches do. If you're practicing Lent right now, or if your family's doing Lent, or your friends, that's wonderful Great, hope you guys enjoy it, and it's, it's knocked out of the park for you. For us growing up, we had to do Lent every year. My older brother, my older sister, my younger brother, myself. My parents wanted us to do it. The church we were at wanted us to do it. And what it basically meant was we would give up something that we really liked, normally food, for about 40 days and 40 nights. That goes back to in the story of Matthew when Jesus is in the desert without food, and he's tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. So they say, guess what? It's Lent. And we're like, on it. i got to give up something. And I'll tell you what, guys, it was a struggle every year. One year I gave up Krispy Kreme donuts. Another year I gave up candy. That was the worst idea ever. Another year I gave up soft drinks. Another year I gave up sweet tea. 
I know, really bad. One year was chocolate chip cookies. And then the hardest thing for me that I ever gave up at Lent was gum. I did not realize how much you actually chew gum. And for me, fasting, I was like, this is not fun. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I never understood why we were supposed to give up these things at church. I did it because my parents told me to and because the church told us to. Now, it's funny because my small group of guys, uh, we meet on Saturday mornings, not, not my sixth grade guys over here, but my actual guys that I meet with, uh, a couple leaders are in it. We meet every other Saturday, and we do the same thing you guys do in group time. We talk, and we do a Bible study. And recently, one of the topics was fasting. And I said, wow, well, we need to try out this fasting thing. Let's see what it's like. And then even better, some of y'all high schoolers actually started asking my wife, Whitney, and myself, what's the deal with this whole fasting thing? Because I hear people do it, and if I, fa- if I don't fast, am I still a Christian? If I don't give up food, if I don't give up all these things, am I still going to be going to heaven? Like, I don't understand what to do with fasting because we never talk about it. So tonight, we're going to talk about fasting. But we are not jumping into that type of fasting. We're not going into food because I want to encourage each and every one of y'all. You guys are growing boys and girls. So y'all need to eat your food and your veggies and your milk, all that great stuff. I got a better challenge for y'all. And I think this actually might be a little bit tougher, but you ready? What I want to challenge you guys to do is this. Woo! Material fasting. Wow. I probably could have told y'all to give up food, and you guys would have been like, all right. Material fasting. Guys, tonight we're talking about this. Now, I know you guys see all the logos up here. And the reason I want to challenge you guys with this, because, again, it goes back to our identity, y'all. Sometimes we get so caught up in this list that Blake read for us, and we forget who we really are as a son of God and as a daughter of God. And we forget things that are important. And, guys, all of a sudden we get so caught up on social media, we're on our phones all the time. Hey, the New York Post just put out an article, uh, Whitney found the stat for me, and it's crazy. You know the average amount of times that Americans look at their phone? It's about 80 times a day. That's just when they check their phone. We're not talking about phone calls and text messages. Guys, on average, Americans, that's us, right? We actually check our phones about every 12 minutes. We just check it. We're like, oh, hold on. I might have a text. Let me see. Actually, I do have a text. It's from my mom. I'm not going to text her back, but... And I also have a, well, I'm not going to bring that up. That's off the point. But as we check our phones all the time. We always and always and always on our phones. So I want to challenge you guys when it comes to material fast. Maybe some of us need to think about not necessarily giving up our phone because it's a means for communication and it's transportation. I can just see y'all going to the mall and getting dropped off. And you'd be like, yeah, well, uh, Chris told me that I needed to give up my phone to fast it. So sorry, I couldn't call you. Because I know some of y'all would do that. So, no. But what if we try to give up some of these apps that are on our phone? What if we tried to give up social media? And not even for 40 days. I've got a plan where maybe you could just try it for one day. And I want to tell you guys why it is so important. And to explain this to y'all, I want to tell you one of my favorite stories from the Bible. It's a story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. I don't know if you guys have heard this story before, but it all centers around this picture right here. Does anybody know what this is? It is a well, yes. It is a very deep issue here. This is a well. Guys, wells 
all right, were extremely important. Because what else do you see in this picture? A desert. Yeah, a desert, sand. There's not a lot of uh, vegetation or plants, which means there's probably not a whole lot of, of rain there. You don't really see a river or a creek or a lake. Guys, wells were extremely important in the Middle East. And biblical times are still important today. But wells will go down meters and meters and meters. The average well today is about between 10 and 60 feet deep. And why does it go down into the earth? What's down there? Water. water. It's got to get water. Well, in Samaria, guys, the wells, we think they were a little bit longer. We don't know exactly how long, but we do know that the, I don't know, it just, I just cracked my voice or something. I don't know what's going on. Excuse my puberty or whatever's happening up here. Guys, but some wells will go up to 3,000 feet deep. That is a long way, right? That is a deep issue. Well, right? It's a long way down. So we're going to talk tonight about what happens here when Jesus was hanging out at this well. Because water was super important. And he never asked anybody to give up water and fast from water, but he does have a great conversation with a Samaritan woman. So let's, uh, let's get ready to jump in the story, John chapter 4, okay? So here we go. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus says something to her, because he's just sitting at the well hanging out. Jesus said, please, give me a drink. Now, back in, in this time in the first century, men and women, they did not interact like that in public. They didn't. Which made it even worse was this. Keep going. It says, the woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans, they did not like each other at all. We're talking like more intense than Carolina Duke. Okay, it was super, like the biggest rivalry you could probably think of. They hated each other. They did not talk to each other. Quite often, if you were a Jewish person like Jesus and his disciples, instead of walking through Samaria, they actually would say, let's go the long way around because we don't want to deal with those people. It's like if you're traveling and if you say, okay, I'm in Winston and I want to go to Greensboro, I don't want to touch Kernersville. So if somebody wanted to go to Winston and, Kerners, Winston and Greensboro, they probably needed to go through what? Probably at least see Kernersville or like pass the exit for it. This would be like I'm going straight back roads. I'm going to take like a day extra for my journey so I don't have to be around those people. Well, Jesus and his disciples said, hey, look, guys, I don't care of those people because we're for all people. So Jesus said, I'm going right through Samaria. And that's what they did. This lady is shocked that Jesus, being a man as a Jew, was talking to her. She says, you are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus, always really, really witty on the response. Check what he says back to her. Jesus replies, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. Jesus was probably like, girl, <laughs> if you even knew, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even have a clue. You think that I really want the water that's in that well? What does God have for? What is this word right here? Yeah, a gift. He's like, you think I'm tripping on this water about in this well here? You don't even know. He keeps going. Next verse for us. And this is what I really love. The Samaritan woman says back to Jesus, but sir, you don't have a rope. Or a bucket. A star, she definitely didn't have, Jesus definitely didn't have a Star Wars bucket, okay? And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? Jesus is talking about living water. Talking about finding this 
really, fulfillment, the gift that God has for us. And seriously, can you imagine somebody sitting? Can you shoot back to that picture of the well real quick, Mia? Thank you so much. If you see in this modern-day well, they actually have here, right, they have a rope. And they actually have a levee up there with it. And it goes all the way down. In order to get water, they didn't have Nalgene bottles. They didn't have Gatorades. They didn't have Aquafina. They didn't have Fiji. They didn't have any water, okay? What they would have to do is go to the well, get their bucket, attach it to the rope, and get it all the way down at the bottom of the well for some water. It was tough. Some of you guys don't want to get out of the bed in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. You're like, Mom, can I please have some water? I'm so thirsty, right? So Jesus is sitting at this well without a bucket, and he's talking to her about, hey, let me get a drink. And he doesn't even have a bucket. And she doesn't know what he's talking about. I think that would just be fascinating to see the look on her face. She'd probably be like, who is this guy? And let's jump back to the verse if we can, Mia. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket. This well's very deep. Where would you get this living water? Jesus said I would jump in face first. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. Let's see what he says. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give, they'll never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. I think about like Tuck Everlasting or something here. Like, dang, I want some of that water, right? Jesus, where's that? Where's the well at? Or I think of like the Fountain of Youth or something with Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to drink that and, and, and live forever. Guys, what's so cool is Jesus is trying to tell us, hey, we can have that water. We don't even need a bucket. Jesus is sitting there without a bucket. Watch how he finishes this. Next verse, please. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Hey, my question for y'all is this. Where are you going in your life to fill your bucket that's empty? Where are you going? Are we trying to do it through our relationships? Are we trying to do it through guys, through girls, through grades? Are we trying to do it through our reputation? Are we trying to do it through social media? Are we trying to do it through video games? Are we trying to do it through things that we think is so important to us in our life right now here today? We lose track of our identity. And we're working so hard to fill this. Hey, a lot of y'all are sitting here right now tonight, and you guys are going to your friends and expecting them to fill the bucket that only Jesus can fill for your life. Some of y'all in relationships right now. We just got out of a relationship series. Some of y'all sit in that relationship, and you expect your boyfriend to fill your bucket. That's not his to fill. Some of y'all are trying to find answers in all these material places. When Jesus would tell you exactly what he told that woman from Samaria, if you only know the gift that God has for you, you could have this everlasting water and this everlasting life. Maybe right here within you. My challenge for each and every one of us tonight is to make space for Jesus. Right now in your life, you might say, okay, how do I get this gift that God has for me? Maybe I'm still trying to figure out this whole Christian, this whole Jesus thing. Or maybe, you know, I gave my life to Jesus last summer at 
maybe, maybe I've been great with Jesus. I'm in a wonderful place. I feel like me and him are tight. The best thing you can do right now at this moment in your life is to make space for Jesus on a daily basis. Now, that does not mean you have to come to church every single day. Because if some of y'all come up here on a Monday when I'm sitting in my office, I'm going to act like I don't see you guys and just close the blinds be like, I'm just playing. Guys, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect all the time. It doesn't mean that you have to walk around at school all day long with your face in your Bible like this, bumping into people. Because that would just look goofy, right? It doesn't mean you have to pray all day in front of, oh, dear, great God, please. You don't have to do that. But you do have to make space for him somewhere. Because if not, I don't even think we realize it, but we're just naturally passing around with our bucket. Hey, friend. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, boyfriend. Hey, phone. Hey, social media. Hey, sports. Hey, man, I, I, I want to find my happiness. I got to find it. I don't know how to get happy. When really Jesus says, man, I've got this water that will bring you such joy, you won't even know what to do with it. Make space for Jesus. At some point in your day, my advice for y'all and your small group leader as well, they'd probably tell you the same thing. What I would do, try and find some time to pray. At some point in your day, just you and Jesus just trying to pray. If you've never done it before, you can talk to your leader tonight. You can talk to me tonight. You can talk to some of our high schoolers tonight. They would love to help you with this. Just talk to him about, talk to Jesus about what's on your heart. Try and get in the Bible. And we talk about the Bible all the time because it is God's living word. Guys, there is an app on your phone. So you might be like, well, Chris, didn't you tell me to give up my phone? Well, hold on now, okay? You could go and get it on your phone if you wanted to. Guys, get in the Bible. Try and read some of his word each day. Get into a devotional plan. Your small group leader would love to help you understand how to understand more of the Bible. Guys, you can listen to worship music. You can journal. My wife, Whitney, journals all the time. That's how she loves to make space for Jesus. I don't know what it is for you. I don't, I don't know what's so personal for you. But I do want to come back to this, and I, this is how I want to leave you guys. I want you guys all to think about that thing that was on this list. Blake read it earlier, the top ten thing. Blake, I think you even said that your thing was a hair straightener, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, whatever your thing is, I love you, Blake. I'm just kidding. Barbie dolls, wow. Whatever it is for you, okay? Hey, guys, stay with me. Hey, whatever it is for you. If it was on this list or if it's not on this list, you probably know exactly what that thing is where you're trying to get your bucket filled. And you're going there instead of going to Jesus. Leaders, we struggle with it, right? I struggle with it just as much as you guys do. And I want to challenge you guys to do this. Look at this question. If you maybe you want to snap a picture of it, think about it sometime this week. What's something right now in your life that you can fast and it will bring you closer to Jesus? What's one thing, one thing? Don't come with a thousand different things. I need to give up this and this and this. Hey, guys, let's be realistic for a second. What's one thing you can do in your life right now that will help you get closer to Jesus? And it probably is one of those things from our list. And what I want you guys to do in group time tonight, I want you guys to identify that, that one thing. Now, you could tell your leader or you could tell one person in your group. You don't have to tell everybody because it might be personal. But I want you guys to be able to talk about that thing that's on your mind right now that you could fast from for one day. I'm not saying 40. I'm saying one day. I want you to tell somebody in group about it. And then I want you guys to pick a date. I want you guys to get out your phones, on your calendars, 
right? Or mark it in your planner if you guys still have agendas or if that's just a 90s thing. I don't really know. But I want you guys to say on this date, I'm going to try my best to fast from, boom, social media. I'm going to try my best to fast from video games for one day. I'm going to try my best to fast from sports. I'm going to try my best to, to fast from the one thing in my life that I think I try and get my bucket filled with. Hey, I'm going to do it with you guys because I'm honest. One of my biggest problems, a lot of times I get so caught up in sports. <laughs> and when one of you guys say something about Carolina losing to Duke, I'm just like, uh, you know. And I have to just remind myself, hey, it's a game. It's fun. But that's not my identity, man. Our identity as Christians is in Jesus. So I'm going to do it with you guys. I'm going to pick a day where I say, you know what, I'm not going to watch any sports. I'm not going to be on my phone for sports. I'm going to try. And in that time instead, I'm going to make space for Jesus where I'm going to try and pray more. And I'm going to try and read a little bit more of the Bible. So I know where God is trying to direct me and lead me. It's crazy what happens if you get quiet. It really is. Hey, I love this picture. I want to end, end uh, with this for y'all. Because I, I like how it's kind of blurry. You can't really see the expression. But here's Jesus. For everybody in this room, um, if you've given your life to him or if you haven't, he's right there waiting at the well. And you know what's so wonderful? He says you don't need this for your contentment, for your happiness, for your joy. Whatever it is in your life, you don't need it. Jesus says here. You can just toss it. Because I've got the answer for you. I have water where you'll never get thirsty again. I'll give you fulfillment. And for some of us, this might be real serious. Because the thing in your life where you're trying to fill your bucket, it could be something really heavy. It could be depression that you're going through. It could be self-harm that you're struggling with. It could be bullying that you can't get past. Uh, it could be sex. It could be drinking, it could be drugs, it could be partying. I don't really know what it is that you're bringing your bucket and you're trying to find your bucket and try and fill it and try and have Jesus take it from you. I, but I promise you this, Jesus would love to have you sling that thing aside and just come find him at your well because he's waiting for you there. And I, we're getting ready to come out and sing one final song for y'all. And I know for some of us, you guys are going through some hurt with this. It's heavy with this. And you might think that you can't really do it alone, but you don't have to do it alone because he's sitting right there waiting on you. So I want you guys to stand, and we're going to pray and get ready to sing this song for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these students who are here tonight. God, and I, I lift them up to you. I lift up the, the challenges they have in their life right now. God, whatever, wherever they're going and taking their buckets to, Lord, if it's in relationships, uh, if it's through social media, if it's through video games, uh, if it's something really, really heavy, if they're in an abusive relationship or if they're struggling with drugs or struggling with alcohol or struggling with depression or struggling with self-harm or struggling with bullying or whatever it is, Lord, there's a lot of hurt. But God, you tell us to come to you and that you'll help us and you'll lead us and you'll be waiting at the wells in our life to give us that fulfillment and satisfaction even when it hurts. So God, I... I pray for our students to have the strength and the courage 
to drop their buckets and just to come to you and have you fulfill them in their life. And God, as we sing this song, I pray that we can, we can be courageous and we can take those steps towards you. Lord, even when those things are so hard and so powerful and so controlling in our life, I don't know what the hurt is out here for everybody, but I pray that we will just have the strength and the faith to come to you because you're waiting at our well. Jesus, we want to come meet you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.